Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. If you've ever been in South Austin and seen a line a mile long, chances are they're standing waiting to get some Valentina's Tex-Mex barbecue. Some of the best barbecue, I'll tell you folks, that I've ever had. There's one thing, I've always considered myself a connoisseur of barbecue, of Texas-style barbecue, but once I had Valentina's, it put me into a whole nother understanding of barbecue. And with us today, we have Miguel Vidal, the owner, head chef, bottle washer, proprietor of Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue. Miguel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for making time to join us. I know you're a busy man. Now, Miguel, Valentina's, that has gotten not only acclaim in Austin, but statewide and nationally. I read, you, read about you in Texas Monthly. I hear about you all over. I know people even travel just to sample your barbecue. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. You really turned a passion into a, a successful business. So, Miguel, how did you get started in this thing? Um, well, cooking and being around family and get-togethers has always been a part of what we do. Our family in the Mexican-American culture, you give someone an excuse to throw a party and we're going to do it, right? <laughs> it's called Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Sunday. Yeah, Friday afternoons, the Spurs are playing, the Cowboys, whatever, right? Get the cerveza on yeah, ice and start barbecuing. So, that, you know, that, that backyard vibe and, and that, uh, you know, those memories being with my grandfather and my uncles and my tias and my dad and my mom and cousins, those are the memories that I hold on to and are dear to my heart. And uh, my first job was actually at uh, Bambino's Pizza off Do- Dolorosa Street in San Antonio. San Antonio, okay. I was 15. I was a dishwasher. Then I moved on to uh, prep and learned how to make the dough. And then I made sandwiches and salads. And then I made the pizza. So started off as a, 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 a pizza guy. Pizza guy. But that wasn't it for you. You wanted something more. Well, you know, the it's kind of like this progressive kind of deal that just happened right like growing up I gradu- I graduated from Robert E. Lee High School grew up on the south side moved to North Central when I was uh gonna in my sophomore year of high school we I played soccer my whole life okay. I played for my high school played club but after every club game especially maybe my junior year junior and senior year no, I'm sorry high school after your high school game we would get together at my friend Seth Hill's house his mother would allow us to come hang out after the games. Mm-hmm. And naturally, I found myself on the grill. We weren't smoking. We weren't barbecuing. We were throwing country-style pork ribs, fajita, and half chickens on there, you know. But we were 16, 17, 18 years old, just having a good time. But I found myself. You, had a, you found a, your passion for cooking. Even, even then, age. you know, and I didn't even know it. Okay. Well, one of the things, Miguel, that fascinates me is, and, and I'm serious, I've had a lot of barbecue, but after tasting yours, is I could tell there's something different. And what you refer to it as a Tex-Mex barbecue fusion of, of flavor? Well, that's what, if you want to give it a label, that's what it is. Let's give it a label. Right? I, mean, I don't like labels, but, let's, but just for the listeners out there who can't smell it and taste it right now. Okay, so 
Growing up in San Antonio and then moving to Austin and working my way up in the restaurant industry, going from the Italian restaurant to working at the Four Seasons to working for my cousin, who was a chef and partner here at Ella's Restaurant and Bar in Ranch 616. Uh, moving out to Miami, worked in Miami for about a year after college, came back, worked at the Hilton and Hog Island Deli, then back to Ranch 616. Out of all this time, I found at one point when I was in Miami that I was good at food. I was trying to play professional soccer. I played semi-pro, but I was good at proteins. I was good at food. Full circle coming back after when I'm 26, 27, 26 years old. I'm running Ranch 616. I know that I want to do food for a living. I'm no longer playing soccer due to an injury. I have a wonderful wife that I met, a son on the way. And I started throwing out the ideas and going back to what I thought about when I moved up to college about introducing what I grew up with to Austin. Mm -hmm. My mom's cooking, my dad's grilling, kind of how would this all come together? So I really wanted to represent what was being done in the backyard and the Mexican-American household across Texas, in particular what I knew from San Antonio. But playing on the Austin Lightning, the semi-pro team, being able to go to Laredo, El Paso, and anywhere, all across Texas and like up to Louisiana and Oklahoma, we met friends, we met families that would take us in after games or before games. And, you know, it's this pretty common ground with the Hispanic culture where sure. the backyard is the barbecue because everybody's welcome. Texas was Mexico at one point and people have been in, in Texas for generations. And I wanted to represent what I thought was true Tejano cooking. Okay. What was true Tex-Mex? Not what you're getting in the restaurants that kind of has become this commercialized kind of deal. But what, oh, yeah. what, when people say oh, we have chicken fajitas, yeah. I mean, that's a pet peeve for me. I mean, chickens yeah. do not have fajitas. They don't have fajitas. Andale. Okay. But we agree on that. But what was being done in the backyard, right? What so was, you wanted to get that backyard experience and put it in a into venue the, where people could take right, it home with them. I wanted to represent and put it out in restaurants, and no one was doing it at the time. There was bits and pieces of it here and there, but it wasn't a full-fledged, like, all-in. Like, this is what we're going to do. Okay. There's one thing that, I've, that I noticed about your, about your Valentina's. I mean, out of the different barbecue trucks that I've eaten off of, or, or uh, you actually serve arroz y frijoles y tortillas. I mean, it's, it's right there with it. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and a lot of people kind of, I know for a lot of non-Latinos, it's kind of a strange thing. But you know, they're really used to the potato salad and the coleslaw. You have those, but I mean, arroz y frijoles, I mean, that's a staple. Oh, yeah. And then the, home, the tortillas coming from San Antonio, they have to be homemade, you know? So we're using flour because that's the influence from San Antonio. You're so making homemade tortillas. Homemade, homemade flour tortillas, about a thousand a day. Wow. And the interesting, you're one of those locations when you're out, you're out. Yeah, we're out, we're out. We first started off by trying to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We do breakfast and lunch now. Because of the very fortunate, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have the demand for it, right? People are, are coming up to us. And at this point, we try to do these hard cooks and continue to have dinner, uh, food all the way until dinner time. Now it's lasting. We cook very hard and we try and have food at least till 8 p.m. on the weekdays and about 6 o'clock in the evenings. But we're out of space. You know, you're out of space. Okay, but how many briskets do you go through a day on a, on a, on a good day? Uh, we cook, we fill up both pits, so about 40 briskets. About 40 we briskets. Have two, we have two big pits, and we have two others that are smaller, but they're taking the skirt steak, the chicken, the sausage, fajita, uh, you know. 
Now you do something with your fight on the fajitas. Do you use the inside cut, outside cut? We use inside skirt steak. Inside skirt steak, and you do something different with well, it that a lot of people don't take the time. Right. To do. So we clean. We use a beer lime marinade, and we actually smoke them for an hour first. So the skirt steaks being smoked for about an hour, getting the goodness from the mesquite. That's the other thing. We use 100%, 100% mesquite wood. On all your cooking? On all our cooks. Okay. And the fajitas smoked for about an hour, hour and a half tops. It gets pulled off. We chill it. And then to order, it's on the cast iron. But I see. So it has a process of getting trimmed. But let's back up a little bit. And I think it's an important factor that a lot of people may not realize. The cleaning how yes. do you how do you clean a, a fight? Fight well, I mean, skirt? you have to take all the silver skin off. We're, we're using the uh, fillet knife and getting right underneath there and keeping it getting it as clean as possible. I mean, uh, that's time consuming. It is time consuming, and there's times like you know, you go to the store and you can get the marinated package fajitas, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people will take them out of that package and throw them on the grill. Even at the store that are pre-marinated, right, ready to ready to cook, there's still a lot of cleaning on it, so. I mean, it's just little details like that that you need to take the extra time so that you can have the best product possible. And I know fajitas became, I remember when fajitas. Your scraps? Your scraps. I mean, your scrap meat. They used to just throw it in with a hamburger and, and sell it for the price of hamburgers. Well, now. that's what's pretty cool now. You get to see this, and it's not just in Hispanic or Latino owned barbecue restaurants or restaurants. You see it across Texas where the use of maybe skirt steak or beef cheek or lengua and tacos is popping up on menus across the state and it is that's pretty cool i mean in in, in the before we've you know i've always known them as tacos and you know when some industries or some venues are referred to as wraps yeah <laughs> it's, it's the same thing it's yeah. a, we have this wrap i go it's a taco it's a, a, bre- burrito, a, yeah. a breakfast wrap <laughs> a breakfast wrap <laughs> no, breakfast, not, it, it's, it's the same thing so you have a congratulations you have a very mm-hmm. successful um, food truck, but you're ready to start doing something a little bit different now. Well, uh, we moved into Leisure Woods about a year ago. Now, Leisure Woods is Leisure Woods is over here, way, way south, south of North, Austin, south Austin, North Buda, <laughs> Buda, Texas. We're over here in Hayes County. I'm about seven or eight minutes from my location right now in Manch- off Menchaca Road. Um, we found a beautiful home and beautiful place for our kids to grow up and we jumped on it. It's really nice, really laid back. People are, are welcoming in the neighborhood and I started making my way down into Buda, even though I've, you know, spent time here before, passed through here and done stuff here before shopping or eating, but I really took the time to kind of enjoy it mm-hmm. and to get familiar with stuff and, and be, and make it my home. And, uh, you know, I, we stumbled upon a, there was a, there's a building over here off main street that when I first saw it, I'd be like, there's no way, you know, there's no mm-hmm. way kind of dreaming. Like that would be a cool spot for us, but I don't there's for, no, for your, re- for, for a restaurant, for, 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 for a balance, brick and mortar, for a brick and mortar, because you pretty much have outgrown the food truck. Right. And we've tried in Austin multiple times or several times to either purchase property or, or build in the location where we're at. And we've hit a. There's been a lot of roadblocks in the way, and uh, I was eating at Mudbugs. I, I frequent, you know, the area in Los Olivos quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's really, really great people and really great food there at both those restaurants. Um, so I, I had been frequently, frequently in the, the area, and uh, saw this beautiful building uh, at the Buda Mill and Grain, 
with these awesome silos around it huge windows in the front and i was like nah there's no way but i passed by and there was a number in the window and i was the sign was kind of tilted gave it a call left a message or introduced myself as the owner of valentina's was looking at this space just wanted to know about know more about it and uh, i got a phone call back saying it wasn't on the market at one point and uh you know then we were um we got a phone call back later on and it was it was nice to be reached out and say hey i think that you would be a good fit for this area so now we have people hey come to buda you'll be a good fit well i want to come let's make it happen well we are so glad you're coming to buda and just for the listeners who may not be aware of it, the TAMAC, Tech Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce, who's bringing you this podcast, is actually headquartered in Buda, and uh, our studios right here where we're recording is in downtown Buda, Texas. So the, the motto here in Buda is breathe easy, but now when you breathe, you're going to smell Valentina's barbecue right. all over the place. I mean, I think it's great. Congratulations. When, when do you anticipate on opening that, that well, location? Well, right now we're finishing up some uh, final details with the architects, and hopefully we get some bids from our contractor in, and we can start construction in the next couple of months or so, or a month or, a month or two. And... Uh, I would like to anticipate anywhere from, you know, about eight months. About eight months. Uh, eight months. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I would like to be getting permanent for stuff and definitely, definitely get going by the beginning of next year. Now, Miguel, you're quite the entrepreneur. I mean, because you're, you have a mm. successful food truck. I won't disclose. I know you shared it with me, but you're bringing in some coin, dude. <laughs> you're bringing in some <laughs> coin there, which is nice. And now you're expanding to a brick and mortar, but you also have another food truck with a different type of fare that you're starting up. It's called the Cash Cow. Tell yes. us about that. Well, I'll, I'll touch on the Cash Cow briefly, but there's something that I want to talk about for just a second, too. Sure. Uh, cash Cow, We about five, six years ago, we started uh, using our trim from the brisket, grinding it up. We would make beef picadillo, a smoked beef picadillo. On Fridays, we do a fideo, a fideo loco uh, taco. Okay. Um, but the ground beef, and we were making burgers out of the brisket off you know you trim down to about 12 pounds per brisket try and keep nice even shape and and good weight on all of them so they cook fairly even mm -hmm. so the excess was being we needed to do something with it so i started making these uh stuffed burgers kind of a form of a like a juicy lucy right we would pick ingredients of the day take two quarter pound patties put the ingredients in the middle close them up stuff them together and smoke them so we're doing smoked burgers every thursday at valentina's but the idea was to open up a smoked burger shop at some point. So I was using that as the catalyst to kind of get it out there. Yeah, test the market. Test the market. And we have a good following every Thursday. People come specifically for the smoked so burgers. This is, a, this is a half pound burger. It's a half pound burger. Because you get two quarter patties. Yep. Putting together. Well, maybe a little bit over because of the filling. Okay. It's, <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. So it's beef, but you're using brisket as mm -hmm. the main. Okay. And uh, so they get smoked. You get about a good 45 minutes to an hour. And we're cooking to one temperature. We cook to about medium rare. And then we finish up on the flat top. And we don't take temperature on the burger. It's a smoked burger. It's one temp that we're cooking. So cash cow is kind of, uh, it's, it's not really something, it's not a, the name to boast on how much money we're making. It's more about, uh, that's how we're, we make a living is through the beef to beef and so that's why we're bringing in our money to make a living 
So Cash Cow Burgers is a representation of what we think of of, of beef in Texas. Correct. It's it's uh you know what keeps us going. So Cash Cow is going to open up over now. How this you have a. You have an affinity towards his name, Cash Cow, because I noticed you have a Cash Cow tattoo. Oh, yeah, I do. We okay. Have, we have a, a tattoo here. So did with, the tattoo with some come money before signs. the idea, or did yes, the idea did. come before? Well, the tattoo came after I was selling the burgers at Valentina's. Okay. So Cash Cow burgers. But cash the cow. tattoos, the money's on the cow because this is how I make my living. Okay. Selling beef. Selling beef. I can respect <laughs> that. I can respect that. Um, we're going to open up over off 1626, right in front of Leisure Woods, uh, at the World War II Mini Golf and so, Museum. So you're right there close to your house? Right there close to my house. Now, what I wanted to talk about is we were hoping to open up maybe this past month, but as everybody knows right now, we're and uh, the restaurant industry's hit really hard with uh, finding people to work. Sure, because of COVID and everything. And COVID. Getting and them reached. Getting employees is tough, right? Getting now. employees is tough, and we've kind of had to put that on hold a little bit and just kind of wait because Valentina's is super busy right now. We are, you know, those of you guys who are just getting out of high school here in the next week or so, and anyone out there ready to jump on, or if you if you like if you want sure, to, go ahead. here's the thing: like we're looking to hire people, right? We need to because we want to be able to serve the community the best that we can, and. There's some choices that I might have to make until we can get people again. Like we've toyed with the idea, and I don't want to do it about closing on Wednesdays or stopping serving breakfast on Wednesdays. There's a demand for our food, but yeah. if we can't keep up with it with the amount of employees, I have to make some adjustments. You know? Yeah, that's just not right, man. Don't do that. I'm not. <laughs> don't do that. Dude. Hey, I will look at me right now. Okay, I'm I will. At you. I, I will not sleep to make to not make that happen. To, okay. uh, to avoid that, you know. Thank you. Let, let's, I will. I mean, I mean, I'm doing everything in my power. I'm doing everything in my power. But we want to be able to serve the community and serve the people proper. And you know, the thing about too is like, I'm very excited about the move from Manchaca to Buda. This is a beautiful place, a beautiful street here, a beautiful town. And, you know, if people come in now with Valentinas, it makes that transition way easier. Rather than, I think that when that building's finished out and we start hiring more people, it's going to be a lot more competitive market during that time. It's going to be a beautiful building. How many square feet is that, that location? It's 6,000. 6,000 square feet in the Buda Mill and Grain. And that's right out, it's Main Street, downtown Buda, towards, towards the south end. Brand new building. I know that uh, my mother, Mama, if you're listening, she goes, mijito, when are they going to open? <laughs> Me and your dad want to go over there. Go, yes, ma'am. It may be a few more months, I'm not, because they're, they're just getting started. But the um, as far as the, the food truck for the uh, the burgers, when do you anticipate that being ready well, to go? Well, hopefully. I know that the mini golf has pushed back there for the few little complications. They've pushed back their grand opening until the 4th of July weekend. Okay. And so when you talk about mini golf, just you know, um, your food truck, the Cash Cow, is going to be located in conjunction with the new World War II Memorial Mini Golf Course. It's yes. The only golf course like it in the world. That's right. Brian McKinney, after the owner, he had a dream of that. Literally, he had a dream <laughs> of uh, owning a, a World War II-themed golf course. and He's his, making it happen. Yeah, he said, I'm making it happen. So we're You know, and I give it up that. to Brian, too. He's he's pushed really hard to make this happen. And uh, 
I encourage people to go out there and support his family and support his dream. We're going to be out there as soon as we can. There's a couple of things with permitting and some staffing, but we will most likely open Cash Cal at least Thursday through Sunday. We're looking to do Wednesday through Sunday operation to start off with. And as we kind of build, we will add uh, more days. Uh, we are working on a BG license as we speak right now. So you can have some beer and wine out there hanging out, kicking back, hitting some golf balls, relaxing under the nice shade out there. And eating a brisket eating, burger. Eating a brisket burger. There will be some other fun things on the menu too. There's going to be some uh, like uh, little... Uh, Homage paid back to when I was a kid throwing that weenie over the fire. Ah, you guys know about them. Yeah. Don't black the fork like George Lopez says, right? Yeah, don't black the fork. <laughs> My mother used to get so mad because I'd get a fork, stick it in the weenie, and at home over the gas oh, yeah, grill. Yeah. I mean, you warm up your tortilla in one, one flame and then cook your weenie. So we're going to be doing something we call uh, Mexican hot dogs in a flour tortilla with the smoked uh, beef weenie. And the, with some caramelized onions and you know pico and all that good stuff and then we're gonna have something called the baller on a budget baller on a budget that's corn tortilla with the fried weenie on the flat top and some cheese <laughs> that's <laughs> it's now this is home cooking that's home cooking. this is latino home i mean cooking, this man. is just stuff you know what are you hungry hey we'll find what's in the fridge put it on a tortilla you know <laughs> okay i gotta ask uh, so you're gonna have breakfast tacos out there at all <laughs> Um, no, not right. Not, 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 not if the you do, just get a piece of bologna, yeah. dice, dice it up, scramble you know, it. With maybe the, with we'll have maybe, maybe on the weekends we'll have one taco only. It's gonna be weenie and egg, okay? Weenie and egg <laughs> in, 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 a, in a flour tortilla. Yeah. that is man, that takes me back. Ah, that is so cool. Um, entrepreneur now, your wife, Mo, lovely lady. I don't Mo see, money, I, I don't, Mo money. I don't see how she puts up with you, but um. Is your move to beauty? You're also going to be opening up a third business, correct? Yes. Hopefully, by the end of the month, we'll have uh, Violet's Home Goods and Gifts open off Main Street next to Summer Moon. Okay, that's downtown Beauty, Texas. Violet's. What is it going to be? Home good, Home Goods and Gifts. And what kind of items are going to have in there? Well, see, we have some, you know, refurbished or uh, she works on furniture, some old and old antique or stuff she finds and customizing it, making it you know a little bit modern maybe keeping it some the way just it is just mm -hmm. kind of bringing it back to life uh hopefully there's going to be a small yeti section there for some outdoor grilling deals that we custom make ourselves to that okay. can be for the backyard um just uh something that she has passion about and recreating stuff for the home and decorations and you might be able to find some of the Valentina's dry rubs and sauces there for the meantime. Of course, of course. And the name of that place is going to be, once again? Violet's Home Goods and now, Gifts. where does the name Violet come from? That's my youngest daughter. And where does Valentina's name come from? That's my middle child, my oldest daughter. Okay, you don't have a son named Cow, do you? Ha. <laughs> Cash. Cash. <laughs> no, my, my, son, <laughs> my son's name is Isaiah. Okay. Just checking. So Just when checking. we first opened up Valentina's, though, we didn't have Violet. And we had only planned on having two kids. God blessed us with the third that we weren't expecting. Surprise. But when we opened up Val uh, Valentina's, we were toying with different names. Vidal Family of Barbecue, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but Valentina's just kind of rolled off the tongue right. It fit because she was the youngest of the family. It's a strong, valiant name. And 
we wanted to take care and nurture our business the way that most Hispanic or Latino families or, you know, just families in general will take care of that youngest one where they get all the attention mm-hmm. and the baby, the baby. So we were going to baby this business and watch it grow. That is amazing. Miguel, we're very excited for uh, all your success. I mean, you've been very fortunate, very blessed, but you put in the work. I mean, you've been at this since, what, 15? 15 years old, and I've been working on these barbecue recipes, I mean, really for a long time, but I really took took it you know, by the, by the horns when I was probably about 25, 26 years old, and it all, it all really started, I wanted to cook a better brisket than my father. The challenge. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was, you know, I as thought, your, as I, your thought fa- I was, I don't know if I can say this word, but I thought I was chingon, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You know, it's like, I've been working in restaurants for a while, Dad. Check this out. I'm going to make something, you know. He had me for a while, but where does he get his barbecue now? Uh, so did, has your dad admitted you cook better barbecue? <sighs> not not in front of me. Well, yeah, no, but, still not there. But he comes to Valentina's to pick up brisket instead of cooking one. He's checking you out, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking you out. See how you're doing. Well, that that is great. Now, I know you don't like... Uh, and as I've known you so far, you're relatively, I mean, not only hardworking, but pretty humble about stuff. But share with us some of the accolades. I mean, we've had Texas Monthly write you up. I mean, you, people come from all over. Tell us Well, I tell mean, us a it's been that. pretty cool. We've had Wall Street Journal. We've had New York Times. Uh, we made Texas Monthly Top 50. Just recently in all city of Austin, but with Austin Chronicle, we were voted Best Barbecue in Austin. Um and people come from all over. People come from all over. We used to have a map. We just took it down because it got too full. But we had a lot of people from all over, you know, all over Europe, China, uh, Asia, and particularly Sweden. And there's a, I was supposed to go prior to COVID to Stockholm with Holy Smoke. And Holy Smoke is a, is a restaurant based in Stockholm that does Texas-style barbecue. Mm-hmm. These are really great guys out there, and we're supposed to head out and do a cooking class and talk Texas and talk meat and talk barbecue and food. Um, that got put back on the on the back burner, but I think that maybe here soon we're going to revisit that. But uh, you know, they we get it's it, it's crazy, it, it's yeah. insane. I you know, at the have you ever the, considered like like a, like a a YouTube or a cooking show on, on on recipes or or tips on barbecuing. Well, that's that is kind of in the works, but you know, at the end of the day, man, I you know, if anyone wants to ask anything about barbecue or cooking, and you can feel free to ask me anything if you see me in person or hanging around the shop or anywhere. I mean, you have it, no secret sauce. I mean, you, you share look, your ideas. And if you're willing to put in a twenty hour day and cook barbecue all night long or cook whatever is by all means i'll tell you i mean i don't care because you smoke your briskets what 14 hours about 14 hours wow but you know the barbecue world and everyone who does it you know there's a lot of great pit masters and chefs and cooks and restaurants out there that they know they work they work just as hard and they put in that time and that labor too and it's a tough one well you you've got that good combination (laughs) of not only putting in the time labor but being able to monetize it because I swear those lines over at the food truck are just, I, I, and I'll be honest with you. When I when when it starts raining, it's when I head to your place. Yeah. Okay, if it's raining, people won't be standing in line to get my order a little bit faster. But it's it's great that you run out, and it's great that uh, um, you're making the move to a brick and mortar. 
And I really, really am excited about you coming to Buda, Texas, because Buda is quickly becoming a little, uh, the cuisine, if you will. It's coming a place to, to come out and spend the day and, and eat. Oh, it's a, it's a lovely place to hang out in, too. That's why I'm telling some of the people who might say, oh, you know, it's a little further, further for us to come. I was like, look, you come down to Buda Mill and Grain, and you walk down Main Street, you'll be able to see, you'll, you'll spend half your day here because you'll yeah. fall in love with what's around. And people go, I mean, people travel, come from all over to go to Salt Lake. Yeah. And that's an hour wait over there, if not more. But I think your barbecue is better. Well, I appreciate it, that. I mean, it really is. So, Miguel, anything you'd like to say before before we go? I really appreciate you making the time and coming out today. I know you have a busy schedule, but... Um, um, well, I just want to, you know, express my my uh, my love for this part of, of Texas and uh, very thankful for everyone who supports Valentina's and any ideas and, and things that we put out there. And, uh, you know, we will still... Even though we're moving to Beulah, we'll have representation in Austin too at the a- AFC Stadium. I've been a football or soccer player my whole life, and whoa, whoa, whoa! S- you're gonna be you're gonna have be what? We have a, a concession a concession in the corner in the supporters section up at the Austin FC Stadium. That is neat, and uh, it's gonna be a simple menu. Concentrate on our brisket and pork, two or three items, but. It's going to be awesome to be, you know, I couldn't play professional. I played semi-pro. And so for me to be part of this and be close to the game this way and involved somehow, it it, it, it still feels it feels good, you know. Because you want to go watch the games anyway. Oh. So, Mo, I'm going to work. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch the game. We'll see how much I get to watch those first couple, though. <laughs> well, Miguel, before you go, um, this is a show about business, and you're definitely a businessman and an entrepreneur. Uh your current location of Valentines, where exactly is it? On, it's on at one one five hundred Manchaca Road, just uh, south north of Freight Barker, and just north of Buda, Texas. Just north of Buda, Texas. And then, what's your website address? So people, I'm going to put this in the in the notes, but where can people find uh, you? Valentinas Tex Mex Barbecue dot com. Miguel Vidal, folks, uh, Valentina's uh, Tex-Mex barbecue, fusion of backyard home Latino cooking mixed uh, with barbecue and commercialized, monetized, and has become a favorite of everybody's out there. Guys, try it, be safe, take care of yourself, and um, we'll see you next time.